Hey, Jody, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Good. So, Jody, you have, I feel like you have two businesses, right? You have Fort mm-hmm. and Fort to Go, right? Yes, sir. Um, and they're kind of two different. One is a play space, correct? correct. And then the other one to go is kind of, um, it is a retail store, but there's also, it, it's experience too, because you're building these, these boxes, right? That we could talk about. Yes. Um, so I love everything. First, everything is so beautifully designed, uh, which is why I feel like I love your aesthetic. Um, so I definitely am a big fan of yours. But talk about how you got to the idea of, was, was it the boxes that were first or was it the play space? Okay, so it was a little bit of everything. So just a quick background, I'm an occupational therapist by trade. So I worked in pediatric OT, um, just really used play as a modality for therapy. So I just have a strong um, uh, kind of belief that play is fundamental childhood and it's their work essentially. So having said that and trying to abbreviate it all, um, after I got my youngest um, close to first grade, I decided, hey, I think our community could really use a beautiful play space um, here in Fredericksburg, which we didn't really have at the time. So um, that's Fort, that's Fort Pure Play, and that is in its fourth year, although closed at the moment, um, just because of COVID issues and kids playing together and that sort of thing. Um, so that went on for a couple of years, and we used the type of play that are, can you hear me okay with this? Yep, yep. Um, the type of play that we did there was like heavily sensory based and um, a lot of the boxes that are here at the store were inspired by playscapes and offerings that we would give to the children that came to play there. So then when we went open to the retail store, we thought this is a way for us to take the fort concept to go, right? So we can now give it to them in like boxes that they can take home, switch out, kind of get into that small world sensory play um, and then their own space. So as part of our retail shop, although we sell a lot of um, brands and products that we don't, that, you know, we don't make, that we source from all over the world, the boxes are, are ours. So we kind of curate the pieces and make sure they're all to scale and make sure they make sense within the themes. And then children can come here to the store and um, it, make them and build them in our box build maker space here. Yeah, they're like all, they're kind of like small little worlds that yeah, they create. I like to think of them as like inside a snow globe. Yeah, and it's like themed, like, you know, you could have a, a water, ocean, animal theme. And I love that. And it could be right seasonal. Yeah, so we have, let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We have about ten core right now um, that we, you know, always have stock for and people can come in and build it at any time. And then we're launching one more this winter and then another one coming in the spring. Um, so we're still growing our themes, but a lot of work goes into just trying to get the one box. So, you know, just finding like all the materials to go in it. Um, we did last year, we did a Halloween box and a Christmas box. And this year we decided to, instead of having themed boxes, instead have events in their place. Like we just did the terrarium event and we're going to do a snow globe one for holiday. So just because again, all the work that goes into trying to get all the parts for these boxes, and then you have to like sustainably source them. Right. It's just hard for, to do for just four weeks or so. Yeah. Um, talk about your, the Fort's play space. How did you find it? How did you know, like, okay, this is what it's going to be. And what was the vision for it? 
Okay, so the vision was um, just almost like a boutique play experience. I really wanted a space where children could come and find open-ended, beautiful, loose play parts and kind of get into their jam of play. I didn't want anything that had closed-ended you know, play or we were instructing their play. I just wanted our community to have a really beautiful um, place where children could go get into that, that zone. Right. Um, so we, um, I started sort of looking for properties. Um, I wasn't sure I wanted to go two feet in. So I was looking at things that perhaps could be like some, you know, we could rent out someone could live in it and I could have half of it. And then by the time we were ready to go, it was very clear that we needed the whole space. So my husband and I bought the building over on Herndon street and we just turned it into what it is now, which is I just pretty meticulously, uh, designed play space, um, kind of a boutique experience play space, much like I, Michelle, Brian, but for kids. <laughs> I know. I love, well, first of all, I think for a kid, it looks like a regular house, right? So when you walk yeah. up, it, it, it looks like a regular house. Then when you open up, it's kind of magical because you did have like a little shop there, but yes. everything is for kids. Yes, exactly. You, you know, and, and so like, if you were a kid, you're like, oh, this whole place is it's for mine. me, yes. you know? which I and think is really nice cool. Take, thank you. Thank you for that. It was nice to take that retail out of there for that very reason, because it was like hands off to them. We had that a little bit of retail in the kind of foyer or reception area. And I hated that there was this little, like, we can't touch it because everything right. else we can touch. So right. when we opened the store, it was nice that now, like you said, is really all for them. And what and open ended? I like that because it's different. You're you're not taking your kid there and then they go through like a lesson or series. Really, no. they just it's all free. Like they yeah. could touch whatever, they could build yeah. whatever, whatever creative things in their mind they could do. Um, yeah, exactly. And I also love there's an outdoor space too for them, yeah. right? Yes, uh, talk we call it Ford Outback, and it's basically just an outdoor room. So it's an extension of our play space. Um, it can be used during rain or snow, or we don't have any restrictions on that either, as long as the parent that's with the child or the supervising adult um, is comfortable with them getting wet or muddy or, well, now we have turf, so you don't even get muddy, but back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, we used to get muddy. Um, yeah, so that's really just acts as another room for us where um, kids can go outside and, and, you know, utilize that space. So they play and it's kind of like by the, an hour or how long is a session? Yeah, so um, our play sessions were an hour and 15 minutes um, and they booked them. We used to use Mind Body, so we would book the same way you would book a spa service. Um, you'd come with a parent or, like I said, an adult, um, and you'd experience the play for an hour and 15 minutes, and then we'd go, then you'd go home. The difference, the little bit of difference in our space is that we never asked any children to clean up because we really felt like that too is just requiring something of them. And I, you know, I'm a mom of three kids. So believe me, I like requiring things of children, but I think <laughs> they have so many requirements on them all the time with like, get your backpack, get to school, get to, that when they come to Fort, I wanted them to just like almost have no responsibility. I know that seems silly, but like you said, walk in the door, experience the wonder, the magic, do their thing. And then we are saying, now you go and we'll take care of this for you. And here's your like warm lavender towel and your little cup of water and your sticker. And um, yeah, so just kind of really thinking through, really thinking through that experience and how we wanted them to feel, which is that point you made when they walk in and feel 
that way. So Right. And it was like totally like something magical because it's always fun. It's like they get to enjoy and then they don't have the burdens of the cleaning mm-hmm. up and things like that. And I love, but you, you also give the parent some tea and the hot towel too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, as we're speaking, I'm really realizing how much it's like your businesses. <laughs> I mean, really, when you walk into your space, it feels the same way. I mean, you're taken care of from the moment you walk in the door and offered a beverage and it's cozy and it smells good and the music's not invasive if there is any. And, um, and that's, that's why we're we, birds like, of a feather, I think, you know. I know. It's like the same thing. And that's how I feel when I go into your space. And I don't think that... Um, we should kind of dumb down, so to speak, a child sensory experience. I mean, they respond in the same way we do to that kind of calming environment, you know? Um, so yeah. That's and fine. I love, I love too, that it's, it kind of comes together. It's not that you can have different people and it's just a little meeting space too for, you know, parents, guardians, or, you know, whoever's supervising them. It allows them some uh, community and social time too, as the kids are kind of doing. Exactly. And that was something I didn't intend necessarily. That was not on my mind when we were, but that was, it definitely became a huge part of it. And I think offering that coffee or the tea or the water, and then having, you know, grandparents, parents, nannies, who's, who's, um, you know, babysit children, whose parents go to work um, and then all those ages mingling like the grandmother with the nanny from Ireland with the new mom with breastfeeding her baby you know just all of it was a really nice thing for me to experience to create the space for yeah, it exactly that wasn't really intended at the beginning yeah this episode was brought to you by skin touch therapy spa we are a boutique spa offering massage, skincare, and natural nail services. Located in the heart of downtown Fredericksburg and Culpeper, Virginia, schedule online or purchase a gift certificate for someone to enjoy. Spa local. Like the space is so well designed. How long did it take you to find these elements? Like, did you, was it like a a long process or did you have a really... um, like vision or you kind of just knew like this is exactly how I love it to look. I would say I had like my own aesthetic, my own like tastes, you know, I definitely had a Pinterest board. Like I, I would just collecting images a lot beforehand um, that just kind of went along with the way I wanted it to feel, you know, you have an overall image that's inside of your head. And then to try and convey that out into a space is hard as you're doing right now. Um, So I think things like having that Pinterest board and like friends who kind of knew my ways would send me things. Stacey Lampman was a huge help to me um, with spaces. Just, she's just knows a lot. Yeah. And um, we really leaned on them. Not, not necessarily in the design plan, but just as my friend, just always bouncing stuff off of her. This is a sounding board, but you had uh, like, you have a really strong aesthetic then. So, and, and and having it brought through is, is really so nice and beautiful. And then leaning on friends like that know something in terms of like Stacy knew a lot about, you know, I wanted it open and she's like, well, we need to draw plans so that you can have an open space. You need an engineer. I was right. just going to put electrical outlets anywhere. She's like, let's stop and think about this. Let's right. just, you know, so leaning on professions along the way that knew a lot more than I did about how to get that vision actually like happening in that space. So. Cool. Um, and so that's on Herndon, right? The the Fort that's Place by the silk mill, yes, in the um, Canal Quarter. When do you think you'll reopen it again? Are you waiting? 
Yeah, I'm just kind of waiting because the kids, I mean, it's just really hard to keep young kids in masks and they're sharing these play experiences, which is the whole point, right? You want to see them using their imagination, collaborative play, and to try and change that and alter it in a way um, that seems unnatural for, for its existence, basically. Yeah. So I think we're, you know, had we not opened the store a year ago, we would just kind of be in a whole pattern. But because the store is active, I feel like our community is active, our Fort community. And we're just, that portion of it is on hold at the moment. Um, we have a speech therapist working out of there right now, which led our Babelese class. So she's already part of our Fort family. Um, and she's doing her therapy out of there now. And then we have a one pod play that happens with our founding family. So just like three families that helped us get started, they are there once a week. So, and we're very open. We've been talking about this a lot. Um, we're very open to pod play. So if there were a group of people that trusted each other and right. felt comfortable and the kids are playing anyway, they would basically like rent for it out. I mean, sure. we're still trying to like open it and, and get it all ready and clean it up. Um, but it would be like a pri- I should say like a private pod play. Sure. That's, that's awesome. And because, uh, you know, like COVID may not lift, you know, in the immediate future, like, you know, yes. it might be a while, but I think people are starting to realize like that you have to be social. It's good to get a change of environments. Kids yeah. need different things. Um, yeah. And so you're, you know, if you, if you have smaller groups that just might have to be for that for some time. Exactly. So that's something I feel like that, you know, let's get through the holidays, see where everything goes, you know, right now. Um, But then come January, we're going to start looking at that more seriously, like, you know, or it might just serve as a venue for the short term future for private play pods, instead of drop in, show up together and play with random people you don't know. Right, right. Far-fetched at the moment. <laughs> right? Yes, I know. Right? It's the norm, you know, six months ago, but now it seems a little dangerous. I don't know. Incredible to think that way, right? I know. Um, so talk about, let's talk about your retail, because then that, from Fort, then you did Fort to go, right? So, and that's where you're currently at right now. Yeah, I'm in the shop right now. Yes. So Fort, um, we, you know, I spent years collecting the pieces that we play with at Fort Pure Play. And in doing that, I was purchasing them, right? Like as a consumer, you know, as a customer, um, I got a really good idea of what worked for kids in addition to just, again, the OT piece and being a mom myself. So just these things that I loved for my kids and I loved having in our play space. So we, knowing that we had about five or six brands that we really believed in and we used at Fort Pure Play and we sold there in the foyer area the, right. when you first walk in the play space. So, and we saw that they were pretty popular and people really liked them. So then I started thinking, well, we probably should open a retail space so that we can sell these pieces to other people who are always asking, where do you get them? How do you get, you know, and then also um, to be able to, and more importantly for me, cause my kind of baby is the boxes. I wanted a place where, we could make these boxes and people could buy them um, and come in and make them. So all that was kind of swimming after, maybe after year one, I started thinking. So in year two, started thinking this is where we wanted to go. And then we opened last year, year three. So here we are, 900 Caroline Street, and we sell, I call play parts for the work of childhood. So we don't sell like puzzles or games or books um, just because of our philosophy on how we approach play parts. 
but also because we have an awesome place in town, Jabberwocky, who knows books and puzzles, right? And thing games. So to complement our small town too, I mean, that's not our niche, um, but our niche is open-ended, loose play parts um, that are, you know, made of beautiful materials that are sensory rich. Um, and here we are, we got a shop full of them right now. So. Were you looking for a location for a while or did one pop up and you're like, now I want to do it? How did that get I made? did not want it to go this fast. I did not want to start last summer, but this space did pop up. And um, my friend Susan Moss had it before as a dress shop. And when it did, I just thought if we're going to make a go of it, it kind of has to be here. Because we're a little bit unique and hard to wrap your brain around unless this is the way you're used to seeing kids play, I think. Um, and I felt like we had to kind of be upfront and center to get a momentum of an understanding, if that makes sense. I think it is. I think um, for people that don't know out there, you know, for and how your approach is, it's really kind of you're, you're just giving them all the elements for them to be creative and to create themselves. Exactly. It's not like here's a kit where this is what you build and this is what you the end product should look like. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're just kind of like, here are these things and you could play with them however you want. And they're just parts to yeah. go along to something of your, of how you play too. And it is really kind of unique. I think you have several unique concepts um, with them. Um, and talk, let's talk about the boxes more because I think I read an article a little bit that you actually created the boxes. Uh, I think it's a unique product, right? Uh, but you used to do them at home, right? You used to make oh, these. Oh, yeah, so way back. Yeah, so that's why it's hard to, un it's un hard to untwine because it's all intertwined. Um, so, yes, before I even opened for Pure Play, I used to make these, like, trays for my kids on our dining room table, and they would be, like, a pretty playscape. So we might do, like, bears in a snowy forest in a cave and then I'd switch it out seasonally and just kind of offerings for them to play with. This has happened with my second child, not my first. Um, and so when we opened for Pure Play, that is the kind of sensory play I wanted to offer to, you know, to my kids. So the two, not my kids, the kids that came to play at Fort. Right. So it went from like home play to like Fort Pure Play play and then taking those things and turning it into a product at Fort to go. So right. that was the evolution. And I mean, I don't think there's things like that on the market, right? Correct. I think you're well, actually like one of my mentors um, is a woman in Charlottesville that had Explorations Play Studio and used to go to her play studio. And she definitely used, she was a, um, a I'd say retired, but she was in her thirties uh, elementary ed teacher. So she kind of introduced me to the concept of like using elements in the play that are uh, maybe like water and ice, you know? I mean, I did it with my kids already, but this was like at a, at a place. Right. So she, um, when I was setting up Fort Pure Play, she acted as a mentor for me. Like, let's think through this. I've, she had since closed her studio, but let's think through this. They're going to come in. They're going to want to use the sink to play. So taking it and putting it into like a, a business format, I didn't know quite how to do that. And she really helped me with that. And she's a huge part of my inspiration. She no longer has her play studio, but she uses this kind of play. Her company is called Trey Play, and she uses it with um, Alzheimer patients, so the young and the old, and she does oh. like monthly subscription. I mean, different, but there's stuff out there, that's what I'm saying, but nothing like in the same way that I'm doing it, I guess is right. what I'm saying. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think it's interesting because of your professional background. These were kind of like tools that, that you did. Yeah. It sounds I like. I carried it around in my duffel bag as a therapist before I had kids. So I right. used stuff. Yes. And then but it now was, it's, it's for like, um, yeah. like it's for real consumers, I guess, yeah. not for people going for these type of therapy, um, sessions, I guess it, it takes it from professional yeah. to consumer, I think. Yes, exactly. And like how that all happened is it's just kind of like anything in your life, probably you with, with your beautiful, um, spas, like it's, it's, it's like, it just all kind of gels, like the mom part of me, the aesthetically like strong-minded part of me, the um, OT part of me, right? The yeah. Ready to launch into the community now that my kids are going to school party. And it all just kind of came together um, in a gradual, organic way. And yeah, I but it, it definitely has come together where it's such a, um, I feel it's unique, but it, it has gelled and it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I finally feel like it's gelled. I finally feel like when I try to explain, like Fort Pure Play was hard to explain to people. But then when they started coming in and experiencing it, it made the store more relevant, the shop for it to go. Suddenly they're like, oh, I get it. This is why I would buy this. Right. You no, know, this is why I could layer these pieces and have them in baskets as invitations and um, for children to play with. So yeah, they, they went hand in hand. They really helped each other. Yes, and it, it told the complete picture and a complete yeah. story. Exactly, Brian. Thank you for seeing that. Yeah. No, I, well, this is why I, I love this. I get to that place for a while. And um, it's, it hasn't been linear, but it's definitely like, I think when in you yourself, you know, you have this strong sense of what you do and how you want what you do to be seen. And if you just keep like on that and you keep um, strict on those concepts, that's right. the other thing, right? Like people say all the time, we should have clothes in here or puzzle or... And I always say, like to Hope, my manager, and Griffin, our assistant manager, is it a play part for the work of childhood? Nope. Then we can't have it. <laughs> right. If you did, if you opened that can of worms, so to speak, you would lose your identity. So and lose the mission, kind of, of what you. Yeah. So we're the three of us. Like our team is very strict on how we bring things into the store, how we uh, uh, so we merchandise them, how we. We're, we're always thinking about that core concept of uh, open-ended, free, joyful, imaginative play. I love it. And, and it's true because when you, but it's also, uh, this is a, one thing of shopping and all of brick and mortar. You have to give this experience. It has to give this visual um, and it, they have to step into another world. And I think that's what consumers like, you know, when they walk into something, you take them away and you take them on this journey and that's when they are so excited. They want to support, they want to buy. I think they get that when they step into Fort to go. So bingo right there. Everything you just said is again, how we're similar, you know, that you, like you just said, you walk into this experience, you know, during COVID we had the opportunity obviously to go online with a lot of stuff. And we did put our boxes online, which I think already were before COVID. And we tried to bundle some things and, tried to survive in that way. But again, like the reason why we're here, like you said, is an experience. Like I want a brick and mortar in Fredericksburg, Virginia. I don't want to go online and package right. things and shit, right? I mean, if you have to, you have to, but it's such a strong feeling to walk in a space and feel like you're understood, taken care of, enjoying yourself, enjoying yourself with other people, grandchild, 
good friend coming getting a pedicure, right? I mean, right. it's part of it. Yeah. So you put it a lot better than I did, but absolutely, it is a very um, important thing to be a brick and mortar. So what, what's coming up for holiday? I mean, there's probably, are you looking forward to it? Do you feel like people are going to come out and, you know, purchase for holiday? Um, what's your thoughts in the next coming, you know, weeks to come? Your thoughts, just kidding. Um, my thoughts are all over the place on this. I'm sure yours are too. Uh, we were just talking about this morning, Hope and I. So we think people will come out. Um, we think they'll come out more strategically and perhaps earlier. Um, maybe they'll lean a little heavily on um, online sale, online buying. I hope not. Um, we don't really know what to expect, honestly. I think we're preparing for it in the same way we prepared last year. Um, but keep in mind, and we were also just saying this this morning, last year was a first rodeo. Like we can't open September 20th and then you know, fourth quarter and holiday were right there. So we were just like in the fire, figuring it out, who we were, how we're meeting you know, our customers' needs over the holidays. This year feels, we feel a lot more steady on our feet. Um, but I don't know what to expect from the world. If that because of sense. COVID and stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually think, um, and this is my prediction, that people are going to have a little smaller Thanksgiving, right? Because I don't think a lot of people are going to travel or, you know, have extended family. Mm -hmm. And I actually think that for Christmas, because it was such a tough year, I think people are going to go all out, or at least I hope they go all out. I'm feeling that way personally, like I'm going all out, like decorating right. house more, like shopping with my big coat on downtown more, the things that you kind of lost a little right. bit. And I think because you can always give a gift and give something. And I think it's been such a tough year for everyone that just a little bit of joy. Uh, I think people want to spread that around. And I, I, and part of doing these conversations is so people can get inspired and to to support to support local um, oh. that I hope most people do. Uh, are you finding that you're having trouble sourcing or getting like um, your items for the shop? Like I I've talked to a bunch of people and supply chains have been disrupted. Are you finding that as well? Very much so. Um, so the products that are made in America aren't a big. I mean, we're having a little bit of a supply chain issue with those, but most of our things come from Europe. And those are just so difficult to get. So we have a yeah. couple of Osteimer, which makes German wooden to toys and figurines very hard. Um, Grappa is out of Spain, very hard. And then once they get to the US distributor, it's pretty much rationed among the stock lists. So you're not just getting everything you want like you were before. I mean, right, you have right. to kind of wait. And you know, our customers who love that, we have customers who specifically love those brands and shop pretty much exclusively for them. I mean, it's it's an ongoing relationship, emails, phone calls, checking in, do you have it? You know, and Hope is amazing at that. I mean, she's the person that makes that happen. Um, but that relationship kind of maintaining and building and the trust, and that's been something I think that has um, been more, I guess, important this year because of all the supply chain issues. You know, you can't just instantly go get what you want. There isn't that instant gratification. You might have to wait a little bit. Um, and then our customer, you know, being loyal enough to us to us to wait, you know? Yeah. Instead of just going and grabbing it anywhere they can. It's yeah. I think the message I've heard from a few people is if they want it to shop for it or just to have that patience because of what's really happening around like the world. Yes. And stuff. yes. It's um, been an 
pesticides in patients all around. You know, as a store owner, as a consumer, parent, friend, citizen. So I think we're getting a little better at it than perhaps we were before all this. And that's kind of a beautiful thing in itself. So, yeah. One thing I talked about with other business owners, like before COVID, did you just feel like business was just so, was going so rapid and going so fast, right? And then when COVID happened, it kind of allowed us to kind of settle down and then kind of reflect back into the core. Um, Did that happen with you? Did you rethink things? Did it help a little bit to kind of give you a little break to kind of settle back in and really say, Oh, actually, this was the mission. Let's go back to that. Did that happen? For Absolutely. You? And especially for us, because we had just started, right? So we went into that fire end of September. And it was almost like I was just automatically on autopilot, like, like must buy this, must stock this, must do this, you know? And then COVID, it just all came to a halt. I mean, I didn't come in the shop from Hope ran the shop really for two, three months. I had the kids home. Um, and then we kind of recalibrated as we were back opening and definitely things became more intentional and a lot was dropped, things that didn't work for us. And perhaps we were just going through the motions before. So it was a nice natural opportunity to just kind of recheck everything, reestablish our relationships with people and make sure that the product that we're giving is true with the product that we intended to give right at the beginning. So, and so now with the shop, you can go in and shop, right? Yes. I'm sure. And do, are you, did you have workshop like um, box building workshops or, and, but do, or they do just come in and they build their own box. They pretty much come in. We encourage um, appointments just because we like to be ready for you. Um, but we certainly take walk-ins um, also. So we didn't really have any designated workshops. I mean, really, it's a space you can come into anytime. Um, so that hasn't changed. We just haven't done many group box builds. And if we right. do, you know, there might be one or two people versus like, four or five for a birthday party. But we'll, I think we'll get back to that. We not, we have a nice kind of distance things a little bit back here. And then people come in with their friends and they have a mask on. And, right. you know, you know how it is at, um, you know, at Skin Touch. It's, you've got it now. You know, yeah. how to, you know how to do it safely now. In the beginning, it was funny because we we did that. We, we opened back up, but I said, like, we're not going to do couples massages because it just yeah. felt like there's too many people in the room. Now yeah. that we know a little bit more what we're doing, we're starting to open that back up because it's like, well, we're coworkers, so we've been together. And yeah. if you're a couple, you've been together too. So it's not feeling like four people. It's really like two people. Exactly. And it, it is thinking like pod-like more. So, yeah. um, so we are kind of introducing that. Not just us. I mean, this took us a while as like humans to get to this place, right? I yeah. Mean, we, we know COVID a little better than we did before. Right. Um, yeah. At least we think we do. And so then we can kind of change our models here at our, at our businesses to emulate that. So yes, exactly. So what's next for you? I'm really curious if you could give some insight because- I feel like you have a unique experience, a great brand, great aesthetics. Um, You know, you have a product. So what do you think like 2021, are you going to push yourself for more? Are you just going to like take a deep breath and like ride it out a little bit? Do you you think? So my natural tendency would be to push a little bit more because I have a, you know, I have an end game for Fort. Like I know in my head where I want to get it to. Um, But this year has definitely caused some pause. 
um, pushed me to be a little more conservative and um, to step back a bit. Um, I really want to grow the box build experience. I think that it's what's very unique to us. I think that it's my kind of like baby, so to speak. So I want to get that really well oiled here. That's my goal for 2021. Um, if COVID hadn't happened, I think we'd be looking to open another space um, in probably in Richmond. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, but I think we still may, we don't know. Right. Um, but it's definitely not happening like this, you know, spring, for example. Right, right. Something that I wanted, you know, like you've just taken that leap um, and you had what, six, five, six years under your belt, more? Yeah, it's been around that, yeah. Yeah, so we're just at, the, for including Fort Pure Play and now the store, we're four years, Fort Pure Play, one year at the store. I think we need just a little more. Right. Like, and then I would love to do that. So but your mind is going, maybe second. Always. I mean, you know how we are yeah. always going. I mean, I'm always going and looking and thinking. Yeah. So yes, I, I love, I love what we've built here at Fort and I want it to, I want more people to know it. Yeah. I think it's super exciting and I, I'm so excited. Well, I appreciate your time talking to us. Yeah, I appreciate your time for doing this. Thank you for doing this for our community. I really appreciate it. And I love to, and I would love to see where it goes and it, it, you know, no rush and no pressure, but yeah, I'm a, definitely a fan to see uh, which direction or how many, how it can expand. Um, yes. because I think it's such a unique um, thing that we have in Fredericksburg. I mean, it's, it's like a little gem that people, if they haven't experienced it, they should. Thank um, you. I don't remember exactly. So in a perfect world, our demographic would have been more urban, I think like DC or Richmond, but I live here and I really wanted Fort Pure Play to be kind of a gift to our community. And I feel that way about this store too. Like having, you know, grown, my kids grew up here. We live here. We're embedded in this community. I want us to have a skin touch. I want us to have a willow. I want us to have a Dujardin. Like, you know, so, and that's kind of core. And then after that goal is achieved, we'll see. Once we can get our own neighborhood locked down and, fortified, then we'll see where we go. Yeah. Right. And it's true. Because, but one thing I think too, because I, I was from, you know, bigger city and things, I feel like Fredericksburg gives such a nice balance. Um, a little bit of, because it's like a tiny city, like someone yeah. described it. Um, yeah. But it allows you a to have that balance, work-life balance, right? So you could have a family, but then you could test this idea. I think it's really great for entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you, maybe Richmond, you could have done that, but like, you know, you may not have wanted to start in like a DC market, you know? Right. It is a great testing ground. Yes. For, yes. That's a good, nice way to put it. Yeah. So you tested it, you've, you've now you've like gelled everything together. And now I feel like in the years to come, you're yeah. able to replicate that out into the world. But how great is it that you started in Fredericksburg? I mean, same with me too, you know? Same with you. I mean, it's just like to, and you know, I think about businesses and like their survi survivability, so to speak. Like I want, you know, Skin Touch is such an institution here now and it's been five or six years. No, it is though. And you want that for our town. Like, oh, you know that place Skin Touch. You want to be around for your town, your people, people who come in to shop for Fredericksburg. Um, so, and that in and of itself, just to like get to a place where you are known enough, people are coming to you, they're shopping with you, so you can sustain just what you've built. Right. 
is a challenge all of in itself, you know? Yeah. So then to like take that next level, as you know, is a little daunting. You have to be like shored up in one place before you can kind of go, but. Right, you have to have your foundation. But one yes. thing I think is really great is that Fredericksburg is so supportive. I think even during COVID or even when you're just new that people did come and support. So you're able to grow and you're able to see a vision through. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why a lot, we have a lot of great things. It's because there are- I think you're right. And I don't think, I don't know if we're unique. All I know is that we're great and awesome down here. You know, everybody knows truly like all the other, you know, business owners are so supportive. And because this is the only time I've ever done it, I don't know if that's typical or atypical, but boy, it, I, sure, it sure is special, I think. Yeah, I think we are kind of special and unique because I've, I've definitely been in other towns, but I've also gone to other um, main streets and talked to other people. And I think the collaborative, I think the support of business owner to business owner is, is very unique. In, in, yeah. In, okay. That's good to hear. So, uh, yeah. so, yeah, so you just oh, hit it. It's so special after all. See, yeah. Yeah. No, I think we did a great job weathering um, through the, you know, the initial COVID crisis. Um, I think that just even if I didn't own a business as a community member, someone who lives here downtown, um, I just feel like we all supported. As a consumer, I feel like I was able to support businesses, and I definitely, as a business owner, felt supported by consumers. So. Yeah. So I definitely think that it's it's probably just our size, our location, just and our culture that yeah. I think has allowed you know both of us, our businesses, to thrive, um, yeah. and it's why we like the community and give back too. Yeah. No, it's good. Thank you so much. You're like the forefront of it, friend. Good job. So awesome. Okay, so tell people how they could experience uh, Fort in terms of uh, on on the internet. What's yeah. your website? Um, and they could shop there as well. And then how they can follow you on social media. Okay. So right now we have two different websites. That's going to change. We will eventually be one. But right now our play space is fortpureplay.com. And like I said, that space is basically closed, but you can kind of see our format there and how we did operate and hopefully will again. And then the store is forttogo.com. And you can see, here's one of our little friends now. You can see... Um, just some images of our store, the brands we carry. We, you can see the boxes that we build. You can actually buy them online and have them shipped to you. You can see our hours. So it's a good like inform, informative launching pad, basically. But like I said, eventually those two will come together and tell the whole story of Fort. Um, our, our, what do you call it? I'm such a 47 year old, but our um, Instagram like <laughs> identity, what you, URL, I have no idea, but it's Fort Pure Play. So if you go to Fort Pure Play on Instagram, um, you will find us. I believe it's the same on Facebook. Um, that's just one feed that they talk to each other. Um, wow, I'm really sounding old right now. And what else, Brian? Uh, the store is open every day except Monday. So you can come here, 900 Caroline Street. Our hours are online. Uh, we welcome, we just welcome everyone with masks on, please. Um, box builds, you can come and build, walk in and build, but we do recommend that you call ahead of time. We just like to be perfectly um, ready for you so that your experience is, is as good as we, you know, it can be. Um, awesome. Anything else? No, I think that's, okay. that's really good. It's so awesome. And I'm so glad we had the time to chat with each other. And I appreciate it because obviously you're stepping away and chatting with us, but business oh, is still happening. Thank you so much for you know creating this opportunity um, for Fort and then also for doing this for all of our businesses downtown. 
Thank it's really you. important. Appreciate it, Brian. Bye. Thanks, Thank you for listening to Behind the Register. I'm your host, Brian Lamb, and this episode was produced by Haley Harkins. Special thanks to Fredericksburg, Virginia Main Street for hosting our episode. We hope you enjoyed knowing a bit more about your local small business. Please support your local business for Small Business Saturday and this upcoming holiday season. If you like what you heard, support us. Share, comment, and give us a like. We'll catch you next time as we go Behind the Register.